Moncrief on News Talk. Battling a slight na- n- nasal issue. It's a small cold there. I just sniffed into the mic to prove it. But uh, I'm fighting fit, don't worry. Now, uh, this may actually be related. A new aim AI model has been used to help predict early death. But how does this type of tech work and how accurate is it? Joining me now is Soon Lehman, data scientist at the Technical University of Denmark. Soon, hello, how are you? Hello, I'm well. How are you? Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Now, I was making a joke there about my slight cold saying it might be a sign of early death. I'm hoping not. But tell me this, if it was, what is it you've done with AI that could help predict such things? Yeah, all right. So actually, um, you know, we the machine that we built can predict more or less anything. Um, but one of the about human life and what lives and and what happened in them. But but um, but one of the things that we looked at is early death. So the idea is that we um, we we've seen this incredible development in language technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and your listeners have probably played with the uh, chat GPT and, and found that it's, it's quite amazing and all of these chatbots. And, and what these things do is that they look at sentences and language as sequences of words. And then, uh, you know, this technology, what, what we've done and what's, what's new here is that we fed in instead of sequences of words, we fed in sequences of all the strange and, uh, wonderful things that happen in people's lives and okay. build a kind of similar technology. Okay, okay. Now, one has to be careful discussing AI on the radio because it can lose people, not least of all me with my limited yes. intellectual abilities when it comes to these matters. But let, let's just figure this out then. Give us a practical example. So with presumably Danish uh, data, which is what you're using, right? That's right. Uh, it's, it's actually data on all the Danish, everyone in Denmark. Wow. Uh, so, so first of yeah. all, then, uh, so you must have a very, I don't know, trusting society or all that they've allowed all their details to be put on a database. Yeah, I mean, it's not every single detail. Sure. I'm sure, that, you know, uh, Google and uh, Facebook and uh, the various companies have much more data than, than the Danish government has. But it's true that in Denmark, we have an institution. You know, we, we love the government and we trust them. And we have an institution called Statistics Denmark that, that stores uh, really detailed data about everyone in Denmark. And that we use both, of course, to kind of run Denmark. But also, if you're a scientist, uh, you can apply for access and say, I have this idea that I'd like to try. And then someone will look at it and say, well, yeah, this person doesn't seem too crazy. So we'll let him uh, explore his uh, idea okay. or her idea. Right. So so let's get to what you've done then. So are you then, let's take, a, for argument's sake, a 48-year-old Danish male, right? You're, yes. he, you, you have his stats and you put them through your AI machine and you work out whether or not he's going to die young. Yeah, I mean, what, what we do is that we learn in general about what events that happen in human lives, how, how they are kind of, how they're related to one another. And then one of the questions we, we explore, we wanted, so, so we built this machine that can, or algorithm that can predict all kinds of different things. And we said, one thing that would be, you know, that's been well studied and that people worked on for a lot of time is this idea of when, when will the people uh, die, right? And, yeah. and so what, what we look at, yeah, is is how all the 
or we basically, I mean, honestly, we don't know, right? We were trying to interpret what the model is doing, but the model is learning about how the events in human lives play into something like an outcome like death. And then we, we see how, how well it can do in predicting. Okay. And a terrible answer. I'm uh, sorry I was not more coherent. Uh, I'm also tr- I'm trying to be take something that, you know, we normally talk about in a very technical way and explain it. Um, please ask more questions. You're, do, you're, you're, do you're doing okay. So how <laughs> reliably predictive is it then? So if we take this 48-year-old man living in Copenhagen, sorry to be pejorative about yeah. it, but that's the city that always comes to mind. Are, are you going to be able to tell based on his statistics, you know, career, family, blah, 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 with a high degree of predictability, how long he's going to live? I mean, the the thing that makes this, to, to kind of explain what we're doing a little bit complicated, is that if you ask the question if a 48-year-old man is going to die in the next four years, which is the specific question you answered, the answer is no. For almost everyone, uh, you know, like uh, in spite of what we see in the news, in spite of what the movies would have us believe, people generally don't die uh, early on in their life. It's quite rare. And for mm-hmm. mo- most people, uh, you know, they, they live much longer. So so what we do is that we learn about these patterns in the data and then we pick uh, a group or we pick basically a subset where half of the people die and half the people live. And so if you were just guessing at random, it would be 50-50. And in that case, the algorithm, which looks at data from 2008 to 2016, can then say out of 100, it'll get 79 right, essentially. Okay. okay. Um, so, then- so it does much better than, than random, but it's not, it's not incredibly accurate. Okay. It still gets wrong a few times. Okay. Now we're nearly out of time, but then are you able to pick out particular markers in a person's life that might give them a greater propensity towards early death? Yes. So in this study, we try and validate this algorithm and show that it really works. And so we look mostly at what's already known and we can see that this model confirms all the things we know, right? So it's it's more dangerous to be a man Men uh, tend to die, uh, they're, they're more extreme than women in many respects, so they tend to have a higher probability of dying young. Similarly, uh, it's a good idea to be rich. If you make a lot of money, uh, you have a lower probability of dying um, early um, and, and a few other things. What so, about, so the, what about be, sorry to cut across you, but what about being single or married? Does that matter? We haven't looked at it. It's a great idea. Uh, we should. I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that what we would find, there's a lot of research to to support this, is that it's a good idea to be married. If, <laughs> if you are, that married people tend to live longer. But we have not checked for that one. OK, well, be rich and married seems to be possibly the takeaway. Well, listen, it's uh, sunny stuff. Uh, uh, nice to talk to you. That is Soon Lehman, a data scientist at the Technical University of Denmark on predicting early death and hopefully not. Thanks a lot, son. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.